Hi, I'm Rochelle Jackson, and this is The Crime Couch. I'm an investigative journalist and true crime author, and I know who's who in the zoo, the crims, the cops, and the interesting individuals in between. So get comfy and join me here on The Crime Couch. It's going to be one heck of a journey. The Crime Couch is proudly sponsored by Bank Vic. Peter Lukaitis was an experienced police officer working in uniform and as a detective. The former sergeant is a recipient of the prestigious Victoria Police Valour Award and National Bravery Medal for his bravery at a siege in Kangaroo Flat during 1999. Peter and three colleagues were shot and seriously injured in the incident. The siege remains the single biggest number of police shot at one scene in Victorian police history. Peter was in the job for 39 years, working in both city and country locations. He spent the last 18 years in Castlemaine. I'm sitting with Peter in country Victoria. Welcome to the Crime Couch, Peter. Thanks, Rochelle. It's good to speak to you. Let's go back to that time when you attended the siege that night on Friday the 1st of October 1999. Did you know what you were actually walking into? Uh, look, I had an emergency briefing, so I knew some things, but I didn't know a lot. What did you know about the offender before you actually arrived on scene? Not a lot. Just that he, he had assaulted his dad and that there was we believed there was a firearm involved. And uh, it's funny how clarity comes in. Everything just became perfectly clear as glass. It was so clarified for me everything was the mistake I'd made Alf's gone down my god we're getting shots I'm gonna have to get Alf out I've just made a huge you know I've walked over from cover to to the position where we're just been sitting ducks and that's what we were but you wouldn't have known that, of course. You're in right in the middle of the incident, so... I know, but I should have... Um, yeah, I know, but after taking that bloke and saying, oh, you, you, you come to the cover, yes, it was it was sort of one of those things. Uh, and I didn't know he was going to shoot uh, our way or whatever. Yeah. But, and we were 80... We were something like 90 metres away from the... Um, 90 metres is a fair way, but it just shows you you've got to be, you know, you've got to be way, way, way away. Um, but it just clarified it all for me. It was just mm. this clarity. And then I thought, right, got to get Alf under, over to his car and we've got to get him over there ASAP. And so I started saying, Alf, you've got to move over to this, over to your car, mate. Come on, come on, come on. I had a vest on and Alf didn't have a vest on. So I'm trying to push him and Alf, he was a middle-aged fella and mm. um, near enough to 50 and he, you know, he was solid bloke. And he was bloody hard to push. So I'm pushing him along. And then as I'm pushing him along, I hear another, well, I don't know if I heard the shot, but there was another shot. I felt my, my foot get hit. Mm. It was like a hammer. It was like if you put your foot out and you got someone to hit you with a hammer, that's what it felt like. And I thought, shit, that hurt. And I thought, that must have been, well, I thought it was shrapnel. I thought, oh, that must have been some shrapnel or something. And because uh, it, it sort of hurt, but it didn't really, I thought a bullet would, would sort of, you know, hurt a lot more. When that happened, I thought, hell, we're getting shot at and I'm right in the direct line of fire. And so I was off. So I said, Alf, Alf, we, we, hey, mate, we've got to go. Got to go. One, two, three, let's go. And it was that quick. And then I ran to my right, got up, ran to my right and got 
passed the cop, the police in the van and got down behind a, brick, a low brick wall. Because at that stage, a sort of, you know, where are these shots coming from? You know, like, well, I couldn't really see where they were coming from. And I was trying to work out, where in the hell is this bloke? Is he to our left? Is he to our right? Is he in front? Is he, where is he? And then, so I got down behind this little brick fence. And then I looked over and I said, how are you, Alf? I yelled out, how are you going, off? And he was, he was buggered. He just, he he sort of was raising his head and he said, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm stuffed. I've, I'm buggered. I've got, I can't, I can't move." And I said, "You got to move, mate. Come on." And he said, "No, no, I can't. I'm buggered." And I looked up and he looked like a rabbit that had been. If you've been rabbit shooting, if you shoot a rabbit, sometimes they sort of raise their head and they sort of their bodies on the, on the, on the ground. He looked terrible, and I thought, "Oh hell!" And then I got the guilts up and I started thinking that I can't can't leave him there and um so i ra- ran back around back of the police car and then the ambulance there was an ambulance boat there and, and uh, he said oh look do you want me to go across and get him because he was only sort of might have been 10 meters in front of, or 15 meters in front of us or 20 meters at the most in front of us of the of the police van and the ambulance fella was there so one of the ambulances had already moved back, I think, by that stage. And I said, no, look, don't you don't go. I've got a, a vest on and, you know, look, I'll go. And thinking that I'll, I'll be okay. But thinking about it later, that bullet that hit my foot probably only missed my, knowing now where Wasson was, that bullet probably missed my head by millimetres because it went straight past my head and got my foot, which is, you know, direct line down from my head. I then ran over to Ulf and just... Got around him so that I my my vest and I sort of put my head around with his head and got his head tucked in so the vest was sort of facing where I thought maybe the shots are coming from because I was you know I was coming up from up the front somewhere and I uh, just said to him mate we've got to go you've mm. got to go and when I count three we are both going to go and you're going to help me mate because we've got to go so I just said one two three and grabbed him now I don't know if he I don't know if it's my adrenaline or he stood up or I don't know but we got him up. And then I just got him forward and went to a tree to the right over over near over a culvert and got down got him down behind the tree, and it wasn't a very big tree in the end. And then I'm sort of there and um, Ulf's bottoms there because I'm lying him down in front of the tree and I think, well, that's the best place for me. So I just put my head down in there and uh, lay down uh, back behind him. You know, so we were just if, we, if the tree was there and we were behind the tree in direct line hoping to be you know, covered by the tree. Then I heard a few more shots and I thought, oh, shit, we aren't, we aren't safe here. And if we are, I don't know if he's moving or anything like that. At that stage, I sort of realised this guy, he, he wants to get coppers. Why wasn't he shooting at the ambulance? He could have done them. Why wasn't he shooting at Mr Beckman's who came across? He just, he just walked across the scene. All the nurse. Yeah, all the all the nurse, but you know, this guy wants us, you know, and that, and that and yeah, that became patently clear. So I thought, got to get out of here too, and I could see there was a concrete bus stop a little bit back from us, and I thought, look, that looks good. I'll get to the concrete bus stop, and then I asked the other member, asked the members, can you get the ambulance to back back to where the bus stop is, mm-hmm. and then I'll get him across the culvert into the thing. So. Got him up and did that quick quick as I could to the bus stop. So we weren't, I mean, we still, sort of would have been still a bit of a target, but not much of a target. And then from the bus stop, I got him over the culvert and into the ambulance. Mm-hmm. 
Bank Vic was founded by police in 1974 to help members get a better deal on banking. Things are better today, but Bank Vic's purpose is the same. To serve the police better than the other banks with great rates and personal service. With a branch inside Victoria Police Centre and mobile lenders visiting stations or available by appointment, they're available where and when it suits you. Bank Vic get police because they've been helping them with their banking for nearly 50 years. To find out more, go to bankvic.com.au slash thecrimecouch. Bank Vic is the trading name of Police Financial Services Limited, ABN 33087651661. You basically saved Olf's life that night. You also stayed on your scene to cover other injured members, didn't you? Well, yeah, I did. Yeah, I suppose I did. I mean, I wanted to, I wanted to save off because I felt if I'd called Alf over when I put that bloke behind the van, I don't reckon Alf would have got shot. So that's that's just a shame. Yeah. Then they took off, and then I thought, well, even though I was saying to the members, look, I know you're looking to the front, but we need one member at least to look to the back, you know, to make sure that this that we they we're covered from the back. Look, humans being humans, they're they're looking at you know, and I probably would have done it too, but they're looking at where the shooting was coming from. So I thought, well I can't leave because if they keep doing that or if someone does come around the back, well they're gonna be cactus. So I thought I'll stay here. Uh, I'll just cover them from the back. They, they, I know they were looking at the front and covering the front and the left and I'll I'll just cover the back. And I could still I had a radio so I could, so I could still give some sort of situation reports. And also two of the guys from our OST unit had turned up then and they had, I think they had shotguns and mm. something else. Uh, that was Lenny Igo and uh, Peter Cashin and we, they were good to see because they were going to start scouting around to see what they could do. So they gave me a mobile phone, which was good. I was able to ring my wife and just tell her that everything was all right because she was probably, I was worried that she'd be hearing it over the um, radio or whatever. And we'd had a bit of a, not a, not a blue, but we'd had a bit of a <laughs> disagreement before I left for work that night. We normally sort of would kiss before we before I went to work. And that night, because we'd had a bit of a blue, I'd, I'd sort of, you know, left and hadn't kissed her uh, goodbye. So when I rang her, I said, oh, you know, I probably should have kissed you goodbye. And she said, oh, what do you mean? I said, oh, well, this and this, and this has happened. So, which sort of led me to later in life, well, you know, from then on, whenever I leave the house, I always make sure it's, you know, it's a kiss goodbye. And if, even if I'm going down the street, because you just, you, who knows, you know, a car might run you over or whatever. And I like to feel as though, you know, the, you know that's the thing you do but when you leave someone, you at least you kiss some goodbyes. So even if you are having a, a blue, it's an accepted thing in the house now that doesn't matter. The offender actually ended up killing himself. But regarding that siege, Peter, how were your actions recognised that night? It was sort of humbling and flattering that the media attention that, that it got, it got a lot of media attention, obviously. I mean, it was four policemen shot and I don't, I could be corrected, but I don't think that's happened. Well, four definitely um, hasn't occurred, I don't think. You know, the stringy bark shooting way back was big. Uh, but so the four being injured, I think that was a um, first. Not that you want to be in, involved in it. Yeah, it was good. And the Pouring out of support was amazing. It was just, it really keeps you going, keeps your mental health up there, I think. You know, people giving you things, people ringing you, people, uh, kids writing 
letters from schools. It was just, it was, uh, it was overwhelming. It was, you, you just didn't know where to start to even answer half of them because it was so, so much. You know, like I, was, I used to go to McDonald's a lot down when I was at Melbourne City and the members down there sent this huge card with all those little freebies that you get from McDonald's <laughs> stacked all over it. And, um, you know, things like that really, they really move you. But um, then, um, <clears throat> anyway, then we, the members got recognised. We all got recognised for, for what we did. What did that mean to you? Because I know police members, and you're no exclusion, are very humble and they don't often like to be recognised for what they've done. How did you deal with that, being given a Bravery Award and a Valour Award? Yeah, look, at it, yes, you're right. You, sometimes you, you think, well, look, you know, I'm doing my job. I'm going to work and I'm doing my job and that's, that's what I do. And, yeah, you don't always want thanks but it was sort of probably the icing on the cake for everyone that sort of finished the, the finished it all off and sort of said, look, that can we, you can now put that away. Yeah, you sort of get yeah humbled and flattered, and I certainly wouldn't throw them back. But I know for the other people too, not just me, it meant a lot too. It does mean a lot for me too. You know, it's something to I don't know give to your grandchildren, and it's sort of nice to sort of end the episode with something that people are saying that we really appreciate what you did and the sign of our appreciation is this and yeah I, I, I certainly wouldn't throw it back. You've been retired now since December 2019. How do you reflect on your police career now Peter? Well I really enjoyed it and I, I loved the job. It was a great choice to you know when I when I was a student and then left it really opened your eyes up to the world it's an exciting sort of job there's so much to do in it you meet so many people it's what you make of it it's got all those things going for it great you know okay some conditions the police association will argue about but I'd say we had pretty good conditions I'm happy that the police association were there of course because they've got those conditions for us but you know great holidays and stuff like that you get good career you get almost instantaneous standing in the community as long as you as long as you pay that back. You know, people take note of what you say, so you've got to be careful about that too. But it's got everything going for it. It's um, and all you need to do is do it properly and reasonably and respectfully. And it's so interesting. You know, you're getting invited into people's places. You, you go to things that you would you know you just wouldn't never go to. And um, yeah, it's exciting uh, and interesting. And it's challenging. It's sort of your intellect gets challenged and some things are really over challenging uh, you know we're not we're not everything to we're not everything and although some of us probably think we, <laughs> think we are it's funny you know but some people get prom- I used to say some people get promoted and they all of a sudden become experts in brain surgery and <laughs> everything else known to man but I'm really glad I, I joined the police force and it's what you make of it it's what you put into it and it's you can make a difference and you can make a specific difference in a specific area. Yes, you've got to worry about what everyone else is doing as a general, the police force in general, but don't lose sight of you can make a difference just in your little area to someone every day. You know, by the, simply by the way that you approach them, simply by the way you deal with them. And if they can go out after dealing with you, in a, even in a good way or, or, or in a bad way for them, if they can go away saying, oh, you know, he or she did the right thing by me or I don't mind them or I like them, that's, that's what you want. Peter, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today on The Crime Cat. Thank you, Rochelle. I've enjoyed meeting you and doing it. Thanks for joining me. I'm Rochelle Jackson and I look forward to your company next time on The Crime Cat. 